Welcome to the Growth Circle Podcast, where we discuss topics such as mindset, financial freedom, entrepreneurship, and more. Our purpose is to influence transformational growth so that you can live a more fulfilling, meaningful, and joyous life. Hey, what's up, Growth Circle Podcast listeners? Thanks for tuning in. Super excited about today's episode. I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed it, putting it together. Uh, it's about vision, how to develop it, what it is, uh, why it's important. And I actually discussed this with my co-host, Dane Logan, and we actually dive into my business vision with my pest control company uh, as an example. Uh, so hope you enjoyed this, but first, let's listen to a brief word from today's sponsors. Titan Title and Closing of Missouri is ranked as Missouri's top title company for real estate investor transactions. Titan is your local title and investor friendly experts. Whether you're seeking wholesale or assignments, subject tos, Titan can help you with your transactions. Sam and her team have made it their passion and drive to give investors a learning opportunity to expand their knowledge in order to grow and succeed in their ventures. I personally use them. They're fantastic. Give the experts a call today. 417-882-2100. Do you have a property that is in rough condition, has tenant issues, or a project that never got finished? Then you need to contact Homelink Properties. This Springfield, Missouri-based company will give you a fair cash offer on your property, completely as is, the same day you reach out. If you're an investor, Homelink Properties can also put your house in front of hundreds of cash buyers so that you too can quickly sell your property. Give them a call today, 417-295-0723. What's funny is every time we get together, we really start just, our casual chat becomes actually quite prolific in the sense that there's not a whole lot of casual talk about our casual talk. And yeah. so when we got on the phone the other night, you're like, hey man, I'm, the one thing I'm really not feeling confident about is my vision. It feels more like a mission statement. Mm -hmm. We went over that a bit and then we kind of dived right into it. And we really ironed out some of the essential pieces to that vision, right? Yeah. And after we were done, I was like, hey Jake, just meditate on it for a day or two. And when you're ready, present it to your wife. How did that go? <laughs> My wife is such an analytical mind that she's like overanalyzed every little thing. And so uh, it went good. Like she was like, oh, cool, cool. I get it. Um, but she's just one of those people that like wants to analyze every little thing and go like super deep and like ask all these questions and like, well, you could have meant this. Yeah. Or you could have meant that. Yeah. So it was frustrating. But I didn't. <laughs> but I, that's not what the word says. <laughs> right. uh, but it was a little bit frustrating for me because I'm such a visionary and such a like, I don't get super analytical. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but no, she liked it. She liked it a lot. Uh, one thing that she kind of was like, you know, the, there's a last statement that talks about, you know, how our culture is the highest priority. And she's like, um, yeah, but that doesn't seem like that's what it is. Like that's objective or subjective. Uh -huh. And I'm like, well, hun, I had to walk her through it. I said, well, like, well, what's a vision? What's the purpose of a vision? Blah, 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 blah. And asked all these questions. And I said, and, and had her derive that like, oh, a vision is like something out in the future that you're trying to become. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. So if our culture is our highest priority, that doesn't mean we're there now. Yeah. But we're yeah. trying to become that thing and do that thing. So then right. after that clicked, then she, then everything was good. And she really liked my vision and mission. That's awesome. And and kind of something you and I discussed back and forth. And I said recently, I, I've been feeling like a vision in, in a sense is like a declaration. Mm -hmm. And I was describing to you uh, when I closed my eyes, when I really started thinking on what a vision is, not taking templates of what other people use, whether it's bigger pockets or whether it's StoryCo as their framework for creating a vision, I thought to myself, as I close my eyes, imagine a vision as this far off destination at the end of a horizon. And in order to get there, there's all kinds of paths that you could take. 
And when you solidify your vision or you create a vision, all of a sudden a road seems to appear and starts leading you towards that horizon. And so from a strong visual standpoint, I'm like, well, it is in a sense where we are trying to arrive and where we're trying to get to. We're definitely not there yet, like you said. But it also made me realize that in order to move towards that, we have to declare what our actions are going to be or where we're going to arrive on that horizon, right? Mm -hmm. We have to declare that type of, I think, almost like a, a declaration statement, not an affirmation, a declaration. So read the last part of your vision before we go over the entire thing, just so we can use that as an example. Okay, and I'll just read it normally. I won't even like get all into it. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> okay. Our vision, team, and culture is our highest priority. Yeah. And so that was the one that wasn't really landing well with Abby. Yeah. Which cracks me up because my wife's super analytical uh -huh. and I'll share ideas with her and I'm like super pumped and it just doesn't like <laughs> excite her much. I'm like, what? Why are you not getting this? Because I'm like, Can all you fired. not see what yeah. I'm seeing? I'm like totally fired up. This is my, my vision or whatever. Um, so let's talk about that statement. Read that one more time. Our vision, team, and culture is our highest priority. And when you had read that to me this morning, it really stuck out to me what a declaration that is. Because mm -hmm. what you're saying, and we're going to read the first part too, at the very end, you are declaring that our vision, our team, and our culture are the highest priority. For me, from an outsider, I will now know how the entire company operates based off of that statement alone, even if I didn't know the first two sentences. Right. And that, to me, ends a vision with power. It's mm -hmm. like, here's our vision and you're going to share the the two before that to paint the picture and at the end it's here's who we are and here's what we're dedicated to i'm declaring this into existence yeah and every decision we're going to make is going to lead us down that road that is now very visible and it's right in front of us so i i just i thought that was really interesting how even in as much as we've been working with vision lately it's just i'm getting more clarity on what it is and how powerful it is so if you don't mind sharing what the other two statements are and and just sell it to me man i said meditate on it and when you feel good about it sell it to me i'm i'm one of your team i'm yeah. one of your team members and i've never heard of vision what the vision is before i'm just showing up to work you know hands yeah. in my pockets waiting for the morning meeting and you <laughs> and just lay it on me okay so if i were to present it to the team it'd probably be something like this i'd say all right guys humor me for a minute i want you to close your eyes and I'm gonna, share, I'm gonna share with you the vision of 417 Pest Solutions. And as I read the vision, I want you to try to visualize what that might look like, what that might feel like, and how we might act and, 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 and conduct our behavior. So this, oh, dang it, my computer time. Okay, this is the vision. We disrupt the pest control industry by creating products and solutions that revolutionize the way we do business. Well, love it. Okay. We are the standard pest control company in Springfield, Missouri, because of our devotion to innovative processes and phenomenal customer service experiences. Our vision, team, and culture is our highest priority. Woo! Woo! I yeah! Mean, no, no. How did it feel saying it? Uh, it's empowering. It's exciting. It, what I like about this, and this is why I'm starting to feel like this is a true vision, because before it was just like, oh, we are the standard pest control company in Springfield, Missouri, um, because of our phenomenal customer service experience. Sure. And that was like not complete. It didn't feel yeah. complete. Yeah. When we had dove deeper and I had told you, I was like, you know, I think I want to like revolutionize the industry. And then you helped me walk through it. When we started talking about this stuff, first of all, it was scary because it was like, holy cow, this is so far out there. Yeah. And I'm like, some of this doubt started coming like, am I even capable? But then I'm like, no, this is realistic. This is possible. It is scary and daunting, yet it's exciting. And then that's when I was like, heck yeah, dude, I think this might be our vision. That's amazing. I love that you shared how it made you feel. It felt scary. It felt daunting. A vision should make you feel like it's uncomfortable. A vision isn't supposed to be like, oh, I'll just throw on a bathrobe and walk my way to the horizon. You know what I mean? It should make you feel like it's bigger than you mm -hmm. because it will cause you to take action if it comes from the heart, right? If it comes from you, you made a comment to me and you said, it's interesting about a vision. And what did you say just a minute ago? 
that, that I said is interesting about a vision. Yeah. And you said, it's kind of funny because it comes from me. It actually is just, it's something, and you just stated it before we started the podcast. You're like, the weirdest thing about a vision is it's actually just more of myself. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. I, I feel like a, a vision is like, it's already in you. It's already a part of who you are. Yeah. Um, but you haven't been true to yourself to let that thing out because you allow other people to impose their visions on you and you start living somebody else's dream and not your own, what you're true to you. 100%. Well, I was driving to work today. It was cool because you sent me a podcast and it was Ed Milet and Jenna Kutcher, right? And she said something that really stood out to me. And I was like, boom, that's it. I, it just like really landed. And she said, you know, if you follow other people's directions, you might not arrive where you want to go or where you're supposed to go. And a vision is a very, you may take inspiration from other people's visions, or you may be inspired by other people's processes or routines or their type of leadership. But at the end of the day, a vision has to come from you. Mm -hmm. I work with a few other people that we know in this space and developing their vision and stuff. And, uh, how unique is your vision compared to some of the other people that were were doing the same thing with? So unique, and it's so yeah. individualized, and it's completely opposite of what, yeah. what theirs are. You know what's interesting about a vision, I think, is that a lot of people don't take the time. I think there's two things you have to do. Like A lot of people don't take the time to just be with themselves. It's like we're uncomfortable with ourselves. Sure. Uh, and I think actually they talked about that in the podcast. Of course. Um, where they're like, where you're, you know, even when you go to the bathroom, you're using, you're on you the take phone. Your I think, phone yeah, with I, think that's, I, think I mean, I don't, that's gross, but everyone uh, else does. <laughs> um, but we're, we're like almost uncomfortable to be with ourselves. And yeah. I have found that two things, just one is like meditation, right? Um, and being with myself and present with myself, um, allows me to better understand myself and, and become more true to who I am. Mm -hmm. And you kind of almost tap into this like higher power. But also asking questions and asking internal questions and evaluating yourself. And I know in the, I think in Ed Milet's podcast, they talked about how those were two separate things. Mm -hmm. But me personally, what I do is I combine the two. Because meditation, a lot of times for people, is just a brain dump to like get all the empty clutter. it out. Yeah, it's yeah, empty it out, right? Yes, I think that is it. But what that's I. A, that's a form. Yeah, that's a form. Uh -huh. and the way I do it that I feel like has been empowering to help me better understand myself and my vision is to do that, but then ask the questions. Yeah. You're Once meditating on free. a question. Yes, exactly. By dis by clearing the distractions. Yes. And I'll usually only keep it to like one question. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know? so powerful. By the way, there are a million different types of meditations, right? There's guided meditation. There's tapping. There's so many forms of stealing, uh, of creating stillness in your mind. But at the end of the day, there's also a very powerful form of concentration and meditation where you are focusing on a singular thing mm -hmm. to gain insight, clarity, wisdom, inspiration, even from a higher power, whatever that is. And you tend to really fall in line with that type of meditation. Yeah. You'll meditate on things like specific things in way and the answers you're getting are like profound. And I feel like this vision has developed because that sure I asked you some questions and sure I created the space to like sit with you and say, let's mm -hmm. develop this vision. But who developed that vision? I did. Yeah. You just, you just kind of helped me, guided me to draw it out. Right. These were your words, your desires, your vision. And now you're connecting with that. Yeah. I think it's so important that people connect with their personal vision. They don't make it about other people, about other things and or measure it to other people's uh, definition of success, more importantly. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, it makes 100% make sense. Because your vision, and I and I love a friend of ours who just reinvented his construction business, who we both know and who may, may or may not be a co-host on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but what I love about that he did and we really got into is he f connected so wholeheartedly to his vision mm -hmm. and it was so uniquely his that everything he does now is just like, I mean, it's like he drank rocket fuel. It's <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah. Well, what's crazy too is cause like, um, even our listeners probably have noticed he hasn't been on the podcast as much. Well, some of it was because we both had different visions and mm. he is so true to his vision now that even he's like, 
I don't know if the podcast is in line with wow. what I'm doing. Yeah. And it was funny because him and I, like, there was like this, you could tell there was like this, like, oh man, like, uh, is he part of the podcast? Like, there was, you could almost feel like attention. And sure. I just like finally talked to him about it. And he was like, yeah, dude, that's not like, it doesn't align with me. And it was like, why didn't we just talk about it with the expectations out there? But anyways, <laughs> right. but yeah, that's what's so crazy about a, a vision is, and I did a TikTok video on this the other day because I'm like, a true vision, it, it is almost a form of motivation too. It's the thing that's gonna get you up and excited in the morning to get up. Dude, the other day, um, I was so tired, did not wanna get out of bed, and I almost had that thought, but then I was like, my mind quickly went to like my vision for whatever reason. I was like, oh hell yeah! And I just <laughs> like, got out of bed and I just like got after, and it was it's awesome because yeah. it like it literally motivates you to do the things that you don't necessarily want to do, but that's necessary to get you towards your vision. One hundred percent. Let's talk about the difference between when your eyes open in the morning and your feet touch the ground versus when your eyes open and your feet touch the ground and they're on the path that is leading towards your vision. Yeah. Very different experience. Yeah. When I used to get up in the morning and my feet hit the ground. It was maybe they went back right right back up into bed. <laughs> Whatever it was, there was there's nothing guiding me for it other than what I wanted to do that day. Or mm -hmm. you know, when I was younger, didn't have as much going on as we do now. The moment I connected my vision to my life, my feet hit the ground in a very different way. And John used to ask me, dude, how do you like get yourself to get up at like five a.m. or his is. 445 or whatever. I mean, he's an early riser. Yeah. And I just can't break that habit. I said, when you learn to love the feeling of the cold floor on your feet, and you learn to love the motion of your body towards the sink, where you splash your face with cold water, whatever mm -hmm. that routine is, that was all in line with when you learn to love your vision and where yeah. it's leading you, your feet will get out of bed for you. Oh, yeah. And the way you describe that, you're like, the moment you're in your mind, you revisited that you were just like, I'm up, I'm out. Yeah. I'm, you were after it. Man, if you could almost like just etch your vision on the back of your eyelids, dude. Because yeah. like, like, if <laughs> you, if you like as soon as you wake up, if you th go straight to focusing on your vision, like what's my vision? What's my purpose? What's yeah. my why? Yeah. Dude, it like, you're like, why am I still in bed? <laughs> you yeah. Know? It's just like, let's go. Right. It's crazy. And what do most people do when they wake up? What? Hit the snooze. Hit the snooze. Or go, ahead. go straight to their phone. Yeah. And because you can't go to the up. bathroom without it. You sure can't wake up yeah. without it. Yeah. Right? Isn't that yeah. wild? Yeah. I will say that my beloved spouse is one of those people who may or may not be up before me. And I see this little glowing light under the blanket. And I'm like, oh, my God. She's playing <laughs> games on her phone. <laughs> no, dude. That's my wife at night. Yeah. She's like, I'm like, what? I'll like wake up. Yeah. Like, What's going on? She's researching on her phone. Oh, I know, <laughs> man. It's wild. And I'm like, holy cow. Because I've developed the habit for me in my life vision, my phone. I don't touch it before 730. Mm -hmm. If I wake up, the dark hours are my hours to realign, to meditate, to just sit, to brew tea or coffee, whatever that is. And it sounds like you're doing something very similar. You just said it yesterday during our lean training. You shared that. Yeah. Explain that. I loved hearing that. Yeah. So I have come to realize because my mind is so busy that um, I will hop on my phone and do whatever, you know, like whether it's scrolling social media, whether it's looking at emails, whether, you know, whatever. And I feel like it's affecting my sleep, both as my evening routine and my morning routine. So what I have done is I've taken, I removed the, that barrier. I've taken yeah. it out of my room and I've put my phone on a charger completely out of the room. Wow. And I've gotten a clock that's like the sunrise clock to where I, love I wake that, up man. to the light. Yeah. I um, want that, but everyone talks about it. I'm like, dude, I awesome. need a sunrise I clock. I love it. I love it. Awesome. So like when I wake up, not only am I not pissed off because the alarm's going off or whatever, but then I'm not distracted when, because usually your phone is the alarm when it goes off that you're like, oh, well, what's on social media? Oh, what's all these notifications? And then you get lost in it already from the get go, right in the morning. You're already like being pulled in different directions instead of going, uh, like I don't even touch my phone in the first like hour probably. Uh, that's not true because when I go to the gym, I listen to music or a podcast. Yeah, yeah but, that's a little bit but different. But the first like at least 30 minutes, I don't even touch my phone because I'm, I'm doing my routine and it gives me clarity and it gives like, I feel so much better, man. It, oh my gosh. And you bring up a good point. So all of us are drawn to something different. It might be games like my wife will put on, it just calms her mind. So I'll hear the little doot, doot. <laughs> like I said, I see a little glow from underneath the blanket. I'm like, holy cow. It's like 6 a.m. or 5.45 or something. Other people will jump right on social media and oftentimes what are we seeing in social media 
we're we're seeing um, well I think we're seeing a lot of things but I think one thing we're seeing is like everybody's um, high moments right yeah that uh, of course people only post their high moments and their best things so then you're you feel like your life sucks and you're like man how, you know you start comparing you're like man it must be nice to live that life but you're not seeing all the bad yeah. Yeah. and you just get in this trap of like man life sucks oh well, here we go again. And, and you're like, seeing that in the first thing that you wake up. You're yeah. comparing yourself to people's perfect moments in, in Facebook or whatever yeah. it is. Isn't that crazy? Or news. And yeah. let's not go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. So at the, at the end of the day, what I'm really getting at and something that really stood out to me is it all draws back to, if, let's get a little biblical, the law of tithing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of really prolific financial authors talk about paying yourself first mm -hmm. that's like a that's like a foundational financial concept mm -hmm. you pay yourself first whether it's profit first by mike mccowitz whether it's the one that i love the five lessons a millionaire mm -hmm. taught me by uh richard paul evans richest man in babylon all of that's them the pay yourself show. first wow. right it's like almost a non-negotiable mm -hmm. when it comes to money well when you think of the law of tithing also give 10% to the Lord or uh, whatever that is, right? There's this concept of giving 10% always first. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't we give 10% of our time to us first? If we're willing to give our money, yeah. right? Yeah. To to paying ourselves first or, or maybe paying tithing, whatever it is, but we're not allocating 10% of our time to us first. We earned it. It is ours in the first thing in the morning. It just like clicked. It hit me kind of like a, like a steam train. I was like, holy cow, why am I not applying that law to my own personal time? That yeah. time belongs to me and no one else. So in the morning, even when Kim gets up now and I see her, if, if she follows me out into the kitchen and doesn't stay under the covers, um, I say, Kim, I can't talk about anything until 7.30 a.m. Oh man, yeah. that's awesome. And she'll see me journal. She'll see mm -hmm. me, What she might see me just do nothing. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, there is no work talk. There is nothing. This is my time I'm giving to myself first because uh -huh. the rest of the day is gonna be stolen from me mostly. Yeah. I just have too much going on. That's so interesting. I just had this thought because of what you're talking about. What if, what if so what's an average day for somebody is it about 16 hours i would think so yeah 16 hours so if you had 16 hours in a day right yeah and you said hey i'm going to do 10 percent devoted to investing in myself yep. just like you do with the money that's exactly 100 percent. so that'd be like an hour and uh half essentially I yeah think. it's close to an hour and a half which is what i give myself every morning which is interesting because yeah. i bet you like i'm gonna ask you this question because i already know the answer because i do the same thing like when you give yourself that time, how does like, and you prioritize that, how does everything else? Nothing derails me for the rest of the day. Yeah. It, it, I mean, I'll say 95% of the time I am more centered. Mm -hmm. I am more calm and I am able to face whatever shows up that day Yeah. and, and doing that without getting flustered because I've somehow given myself that time. And later in the day, sometimes I get my little breaks or I make time for hobbies later. Those are all bonuses. But just like paying yourself first, you should also pay yourself 10% of your time yeah. first thing in the day. Man, this is gold. <laughs> this is. I'm glad we recorded this because we were just talking about <laughs> yeah, this we stuff. Just Dude, I think every time we are sitting in a room and, and talking, we should just record it. Yeah, just, yeah. Right. That's why we need a cameraman to fall yeah. or something. But that's why when you had stated, hey, I leave my phone in a different mode, I was like, Jake's starting to get it, man. He, he is giving himself his time back. He's paying mm -hmm. himself his time first. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no one is even writing about that concept. No one's talking about it. I've never heard books about it. And it just kind of clicked the other day. I was like, man, if I'm going to pay, <laughs> if I'm financially going to do it, why don't I do it with my time or spiritually or whatever that is? So it, it creates a, a path forward. Again, this is all part of a vision. Yeah. All of these things lead you to move towards who you want to become or where you think you're you're going mm -hmm. so let's talk about the foundations of what a vision is and what a vision isn't because yeah. we got kind of held up unless you had something else you wanted yeah to... let's i want to dive into that but, okay but I, but I want to share a story of an experience oh, that just happened it. and i actually posted on tiktok so hopefully the guy that this happened like this interaction that happened yeah he doesn't see it and think i'm dogging on him because <laughs> okay. he's a, you know he's a he's an old college friend so I had this old college buddy uh, that I haven't talked to since we were in college, right? Uh, he he reached out to me and because he's seen that you know I'm in real estate and stuff, and and he, 
apparently he's in real estate. Well, he presents me this opportunity, right? And ooh. I have entrepreneurial ADD. Yes, you do. So I'm like, ooh, this sounds cool. Tell me more, you know? <laughs> and uh, so he starts talking about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. That sounds exciting. Oh, yeah, there's, oh, man, you could make a ton of money doing that. And I'm like, oh, and I, I started getting so money focused. And then I realized, I'm like, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Put on the brakes, Jake, because a lot of opportunities, quote, unquote, opportunities are actually distractions masked as opportunities. Yeah. Oh man. And so I'm like, okay, That's what was, good. what was my vision? And I was like, Oh, wait a minute. This is not, a, this is, does not align with what I'm trying to accomplish and achieve and become. And so I pretty much told him, I was like, Hey man, like, Hey, I appreciate this opportunity. This sounds like an awesome opportunity. I think it's a great opportunity. It could be a great way to make money, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, but honestly, man, I don't think it's for me because it doesn't align with what I'm trying to achieve and accomplish. Mm. Wow, I, man. I appreciate you presenting yeah. this with me, yeah. but I'm going to have to say no. Basically. Holy cow. It was just like, and after I got off that phone call, I was like, hell yeah, that felt good. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. we allow these distractions to keep us from what inside is truly what we want out of life. And social media is one of the biggest proponents of oh, doing man. that to us because I yeah. can't tell you how many times I'm like, I see these guys and I'm like, oh, dude, that person's so wealthy and killing it, man. I'd love to have the Ferrari and the Lambo and blah, 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 because I'm being bombarded by all this comparison of oh, what yeah. everybody else is doing. Yeah. But I'm like, when I, if I really sit down and internalize and ask myself the questions and be present with myself, I realize that's not what I want. Mm -hmm. That's not what Jake wants. Yeah. And it's How just wild it's power, is that? It's powerful, man. I love that. That is not what Jake wants. Yeah. I, I love that the insight that you gathered from realizing it's not about what's out there. It's about what's in here. And that's very Eastern philosophy. Does that make sense? And a lot of people, we tend to feel like these ideas are new in the West and many, many gurus and people much smarter than me have talked about these in books in the Western culture, but still it feels like a new idea Yeah. where in the East, they're like, yeah, this is how we live our lives. Like we're more <laughs> focused on what matters to us who we are as a person or like to us, like personal and inner growth and development. They don't mm -hmm. measure their, their success as much toward compared to other people. Yeah. They measure it to where they feel they want or need to be. Right? It's crazy. I think us as, especially in American culture, Oh yeah. we get so caught up in like, Oh, you got to hustle. You got to grind. You got to be busy, 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 busy yeah. to be successful and wealthy and all this stuff. Yeah. That's not true. I mean, that that's that's part of the equation, right? You have to have some hustle and stuff. But what about a season of hustle? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah they talked yeah. about that yeah. on, on on Ed Milet's podcast. Yeah. See, I love how they put that. There definitely is a time where mm -hmm. you're hustling, but it should be towards a destination. Yeah. There should be a purpose behind that hustle. It's so interesting. I think you know you hear two different sides with people talking about balance. Like you'll hear some people like, "Well, I don't like balance because I don't believe in balance." And even Ed Milet, I, yeah. mean, I love Ed Milet. Ed Milet, he's like one of my favorite people. Yeah. But he said, like, I don't like that word balance. But I think it's because we look at it differently. I don't look at balance as, like, things are actually Equaling level. the plane. Yeah. Okay. Like, picture yourself on the scale, right? Mm -hmm. You're a person running on it, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, over here is business. So you run over here and you start doing business and it starts going like this. And you're all in on the business. But then you're like, oh, crap. Oh, family. You got to run <laughs> yeah. back over here and go like this. <laughs> right, right. So it's never, like, it's never, like, equal. Uh-huh. But it's doing this. Yeah. And that to me is balance. Okay. Because you're zigzagging. A balancing act. It's a balancing act. Yeah it's, yeah. it's doing this. Right. That's a great way to look at it because it it's impossible. And I've worked with a lot of, you know, these really smart guys in these masterminds. Uh -huh. And they talk about whole life, what it is to be a whole life millionaire. And even in that, you know, process, in that journey, it is impossible to be perfectly align with all of the things in your life. Mm -hmm. When you're running one way, you're going to do when you're feeling like you're killing it in business, your family feels neglected. When you feel yeah. like you're killing it with your family, your health feels neglected. Yeah. And you start to, like you said, run one way, run in the next yeah. way. And how is it possible to maybe stand in the middle? Let's say that was a circle and mm -hmm. you're standing in the middle and letting, letting it not sway to one side or another yeah. so dramatically, right? That, yeah. that would be, that's and, a that's a powerful thing and, and we're going to get off on a tangent so i'll just briefly <laughs> okay. talk to that because you and i have talked off um you know air or whatever yeah that there's different areas of life right you you've been taught you know from different methods whatever like the eight gardens oh, yeah or you know um i i like to call it the eight f's f's of life f uh -huh. in life <laughs> yeah yeah 
but basically, you know, it's like spirituality, it's phys- physical, you know, your health, your, your wellness, your, 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 um, businesses, businesses, yeah. finances, you know, yeah. all those different things. If you have one big vision of what you're trying to accomplish, you could also have many little visions for each of those segments and you can break it down to what is something so micro that I could do daily. That's super easy. That's going to help move me towards that vision. Yeah. For example, um, say spirituality. We'll use that one as an example. You want to be more of a spiritual person. So you're like, you know what? Every day I'm going to do something so simple. And maybe it just starts out as like, I'm just going to sit still for five minutes. And then you get so good at that. Then the next time it's like, I'm going to meditate for five minutes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, just do all these different things. It's like such micro little things, but over time they're going to compound and help move you towards that vision. Yeah. Well, I love that you bring that up. Craig Grishel is someone I really, really love listening to his leadership podcast. And he was the founder of Life Church. He's just done a lot in his life to really find, I think, one, connect uniquely with his vision. And he does a lot of good in the world. But he he's found a way to, I think, enjoy balance more than most people. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to a, a leadership podcast he was doing just the other day. And he said, you're going to laugh at me. But every year I create micro habits, micro habits. And he's like, let me give you an example. I love that. I realized I needed to start flossing. <laughs> so this year, this was 23 years ago, uh-huh. or whatever. So every year he adopts some micro uh-huh. habit. He's like 23 years ago or whenever that was, I decided flossing's important. So that entire year, that was his habit. He went to adopt. So by the end of that year, it's just becoming grand. It's it's uh-huh. a so small and achievable, mm-hmm. but now he's a consistent flosser. Yeah. And then it went to the next thing and the next thing. All these micro habits where you can't adopt all that overnight no. and just expect to be successful, no. whether it's in money or business or finding balance or your relationships or spirituality. But consistently over time, he leads at such a high level because he's adopted all these micro habits along the way, uh-huh. which I thought was such a cool and unique I think voice in this space because everyone's like, you got to hustle, you got to change your whole life, you got to have the this like ironclad sacrifice everything <laughs> yeah. so you can have the life later yeah. that you don't have now right. or you know right. whatever. Forget flossing, say. that's a waste, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like whatever it is. I I just thought he takes it back to you got to live your life today, and the habits that you embrace and you choose should be in line with the grand vision, because if you arrive and your health is bad or your family's bad or your businesses aren't where they want to be, but you, you've you like really forced yourself down the path. When you get there, you're going to be just as miserable and unfulfilled as when you started. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird thing. And I'll give you an example. I'm going to get a little vulnerable here. When I first came to Missouri, mm-hmm. we didn't know what we were going to do. Like when I partnered with Hugh, he's like, hey, good to have you here. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do, but I'm sure we'll figure it out. That was kind of like where we started, right? We, uh-huh. we had, didn't have a solidified vision or anything. Fast forward a year and a half after that, we were so busy that I could not unplug. I couldn't turn it off. Yeah. We went from not having much to do to me owning personally about 12 LLCs, mm-hmm. con- quote unquote, serial entrepreneur, which just means busier than I like to be <laughs> and, and should have ever decided. <laughs> I'm partnered with like five or six people. I'm in real estate. I'm in some investing. I'm in all these things. And none of that was my vision. My vision, my actual goal in moving to Missouri was to simplify my life, live slower, invest in slowly, like Mm -hmm. acquire real estate that creates financial freedom, talking about rich dad, poor dad, and just enjoying my day and my time more and getting a dog. I really, really (laughs) wanted a dog. Now I have a dog, two cats, more businesses than I can run, things, projects and things that take my attention and direction in every different way. And it's exhausting at times, right? It's like truly exhausting. And it woke me up to say, I help everyone define their vision and it's about them, not about me. Yeah. But I haven't taken the time to ask myself till recently, what the heck is my vision? Like, where am I going? It, yeah. my, my time and my life and my plate has just been filled uh-huh. with other things that were unexpected. I didn't say no. Yeah. Like I should have because I was like, woohoo, yeah, I've never done this before. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like a co-hosting business. Oh, sure. Why not? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dabble in pest control. Why yeah. not? All the, yeah. all the yeah. stuff, right? Coaching. And some of it has really helped me define what I love doing along the way. It's also helped me be a more effective, powerful leader. Mm-hmm. But it took me realigning with my vision to get back on track. And like this morning, yeah. I said, Jake, it was amazing. It's middle of the week. I don't work on Wednesdays. I woke up. 
It was 9 a.m. I never sleep in. The sun was coming through the window. I popped open the, you know, the, uh -huh. the window about six inches and the breeze was coming through. The leaves were falling. My dog was just chilling outside, looking around. He's probably amazed at nature as I was. He had this look in his eye like, whoa, just like looking at leaves. I don't uh -huh. know what he's doing. I was brewing tea. I was watching my cats play around on the windowsill and I couldn't move. I was glued to life. Mm -hmm. I was glued to so that present. moment. So oh present, my gosh. Moment. I couldn't look away for a second. Wow. I didn't care about my phone. I didn't care about business. I didn't care about anything, but I was like, this is amazing. This is it. That's what I live for is those moments. Yeah. But if I am not careful, that can get away from you so fast yeah. in, in the pursuit of quote unquote success. Right. That was success. Having that moment and all things were yeah. operating and humming along the way they should have been. And I could just enjoy it. And that's, that's the, that's the thing is like success is so like, it's relative, right? To Very whatever. relative. Like, it's like, don't, don't live somebody else's success. Live yeah. your success. What is success to you? What yeah. does it look like? What does it feel like? Right. We don't ask those questions. We don't stop to think about those things. We don't. And, and you know, my business partner as well as I do. And what is one thing that Hugh loves to do? crush books and content? Mm -hmm. So when I got here, it was a very different culture. It was a different, different mindset. I slowly consume things, think through the ideas, the concepts, take what I like and kind of start applying micro habits with Hugh. It's like, we're going to read the best books and be, have the best knowledge. And I was like, let's do this thing. And that's what got me away from my own routine. I read all the, the books that everyone recommends on bigger yeah. pockets, whether it's and Robert Kiyosaki recommends, and all the smarter people uh -huh. than me were like, you need to read this, you need to read this. And all yeah. of a sudden I was like doing my Miracle Morning and I was like yeah. doing the, the uh, what is six bank accounts and then you know the millionaire next door and it was just too much. Mm -hmm. There's all of these great systems, truly incredible thinking and systems, but it, did, it took me, it distracted me yeah. from what I actually want for me. Now I've taken the best from all those. Right. It was a good journey. Uh -huh. It felt a little chaotic, like a roller coaster. Yeah. But I'm like, man, now I'm, I'm ready to enjoy some of the, the ride right. a little bit. Yeah. Let's go back to a vision and like talk about why it's so important. Oh, yeah. And then maybe we can talk about how to somebody can begin creating one. Let's do it. And let's start with the fundamentals of what the heck it is. Because yeah. everyone's going to tell you, and this is just our definition of it. This is what has felt right as we've developed it. I'm not a guru on vision by any means. Um, I coach a lot of people on vision. I, I really help people define and solidify their vision. But I didn't create a, I didn't, I'm not like the author of what a vision is or anything. So yeah. I don't want to claim authority on that. What we have discovered is that it needs to be personal. It needs to have a destination of where you want to arrive or inspire you to become. Mm -hmm. And it needs to declare something. Yeah. And that's the difference. Whereas a mission statement is how you show up every day and do the things that move you towards that. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the, the definition we've agreed upon. Right. Right. And, and I would just add to what can help define a vision. Um, so you know whether or not, like, is this my is this really my vision? Yeah. And we kind of highlighted a little bit earlier, is is it a little bit daunting? Is it exciting? Does it make you scared? Or does it make you a little bit scared, but yet also yeah. excites you? Yeah. That's probably your vision. I love that. I, I really would have never thought about that. If it makes you nervous, you're probably on the right track. You're yeah. like, ooh, it excites me. Because but I'm nervous if it happens. It's to grow. It is. And it, like, it's got to get you outside your comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. And what's interesting, we just went through what's called the two second lane training that we, Hugh and I, facilitate for businesses. Mm -hmm. And I didn't catch it till this last time. They talk about the comfort zone the learning zone uh -huh. and then they talk about the panic zone uh -huh. and i was like oh no one wants to be in the panic zone and they're like this is the magic zone i'm like oh oh yeah yeah we want the panic zone like <laughs> you kind of redefine my yeah. my thinking where if it makes you a little nervous makes you panic it's probably the magic zone you're probably yeah. on the right track yeah. because it feels bigger than you yep so let's now that we kind of understand the vision and we've read through your vision mm -hmm. let's talk about a mission yeah. How these two things combined create that powerhouse to move you forward and to take action. Because essentially all this, in its, if you boil it down, is something that's just going to help you take action. Yeah. It should, it should create, move you. yeah, it should move you to take action yeah. at the yeah. end of the day. So let's, let's just read through your mission okay. so we can give a live example of what that feels like. Man, we're, we're getting real personal here. I'm getting ready, man. I want to share <laughs> with the world why you're going to be the best pest control 
company on the planet, Jake. Oh man, that now that's daunting. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Heck yeah. Okay, so this is what our mission is. And, uh, and, and just to lay the foundation a little bit, like Dane said, our mission is how to accomplish the vision. So a lot of this stuff is like, it, it breaks down what we need to do that's said in the vision. So when you, for example, described, we disrupt, we always in a mission try to draw back to the power statements mm-hmm. and break that down by what the hell does that mean? Yeah. We disrupt. So yeah. go ahead and share it. We are disruptive by taking the best ideas, concepts, and improvements in the industry to market. And how that developed is just in the team training we did. Mm-hmm. What did your new, and don't give away the product by any, by yeah, any yeah, means, yeah. but how did that come about? Why did you add this to your vision? Well, so I already been thinking about it. I'm like, man, how can we like revolutionize the industry like with new equipment and ideas? And then... In this training, one of my technicians, uh, he was just like, yeah, it'd be cool if we had something like this. And I'm like, <laughs> "New oh, guy, that is revolutionary. And then I was like, oh, yeah. that's what I want to be about. And then I was like, oh, we're going to also not only service houses and, and commercial properties and whatnot for pest control, but we're going to make equipment and tools for ourselves that's going to make our job better, easier, more effective, more efficient, with better quality and share that with other companies so they can do the same. It's like, whoo! Isn't that mind-blowing? And I was on the other side of the room from you. I uh-huh. had a direct line of sight to you, and it was like the light bulb went bing! Yeah. And I saw your, you like perked up, and you're like, oh my gosh! I think, so I, think I even stood up and I was like, guys, <laughs> I think we're about to pivot! Yeah. It was so good. But that's those powerful moments that move you, it causing you to take action. Yeah. So continue. I loved that story. That's why I wanted to stop right there, but go. Okay. Next part. We revolutionize the industry by being inventive, creative, and constantly improving the equipment we use. We create the standard by finding the fastest and most efficient way to deliver quality. We build our brand by maintaining a sharp and professional image, keeping our vehicles and equipment impeccably clean and delivering the wow. We deliver the wow by always smiling and continually learning how to better serve the customer. Man, if that's not a roadmap to where you guys are going, I don't know what else is. And to give some context, one of your service guys showed up to my house and delivered a wow service to me. I was like, holy crap. I mean, smiling, friendly, went out of his way to do things. He wasn't even called there to service. I was like, I would appreciate that. And when he left, I was like, holy crap, 417 is the best pest solution in spring or that I've ever had, honestly. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm used to the old guy who looks like he sauntered out of the woods and he's got like the <laughs> pump bucket. He's like, I'll spray your yard. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, it's like it's really evolved, but that's a credit to you. You've helped the service along even before this vision and this mission. That was, like you said, uniquely you already, uh-huh. but now you've brought it into words you brought it into existence into a declaration yes into a declaration because before it was just kind of like oh these are kind of like our core core values or you know whatever yeah so a vision is kind of the direction and it gives you clarity it's kind of it it is the roadmap and then the mission is like the goals or the milestones of the things you need to do to get to the destination that's how you show up every day by being inventive and creative You've already baked into your culture that you have 30 minutes a day to focus on improvements and do all these things. But you did that because you knew that was important, part of the whole vision and the culture. So when people show up, they're like, why don't I like using this? What's bugging me? Why am I carrying this huge pack? And you guys started thinking of better ideas, better products that don't exist on the market right now, which was super cool. And then you're like, we actually are a product development company who also happen to be a pest control company. Yep. That's a different game. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, I could feel the the energy and the shift in the room. I was like, oh, that excites me. I'm already getting the the goosies, man. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You talk about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it makes you nervous. Yeah, it is. It's a huge vision. It's something new that I've never done, and I don't know how to even go about it, and it's so daunting, but it's yeah. super exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Incredibly exciting. So, Dane, if someone was like, okay, cool, cool. Like, I understand what a vision is. I understand what the mission is, and I know it's important. I understand that it's important. 
how the heck do I even go about starting it, creating it or whatever? Yeah. Oh man, that's like the million dollar question. I get asked that all the time. I don't know why. Again, people just naturally gravitate to me and they're like, hey, and they'll start asking me these profoundly deep questions to help uncover things about themselves. I, I, uh-huh. I've taken on a natural counselor role in my life for a long time before I became a coach, right? And then this is where we plug in like, oh, and if you go to the link here, you can sign up for Dane's <laughs> right. uh, mentorship program. And- <laughs> right. Yeah, mastermind for the low price of $3,000 a week. No, I wish. Um, and and this, is, this is really the key to uncovering that. Part of it is still in the dark for you. Mm-hmm. And that's why it has never been spoken or written. Mm-hmm. So part of that is self-exploration, asking the questions, what do I want out of life? What uniquely do I want to bring into the world that doesn't exist today? Mm-hmm. Can I do it better than other people are doing it? Where can I provide value? Mm-hmm. We know that's a, that's like a fundamental question in developing products or services for a marketplace. Mm-hmm. Another way to find it is ask people around you and be open to their feedback. Mm-hmm. It's not always it's not always an easy process. Mm-hmm. Where do you feel that I excel and where do you feel that I really could use some work? Yeah. You don't want it to become a negative experience. You want to help it propel you forward and grow and learn. So if they're like, Jake, you're probably one of the most charismatic and smiley people you have that down, which Jake is. I mean, your smile, man. Gets me every time. <laughs> and uh, outside of that, and they're like, however, I've noticed you're too distracted and you don't motivate your team. Hmm. That's hard feedback to hear. Yeah. But what what a gem, like what a nugget of truth they're giving you. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to be the standard and you're in your vision or in your mission, it's important for you to be a powerful leader or like what was the last statement in your vision, right? My vision, my team, and my culture come first. That means mm-hmm. the work you have to do now is more involved around culture than it is in spraying houses. Yeah. So part of it is find people you love and trust who will share honest feedback with you yeah. around you in your circle. That's, that's I think, critical. And the third thing I would say is find a friend, a mentor, or a coach. I never understood how important a coach or mentor was early on in my development. Man alive, do I wish I would have just, I wish that concept would have clicked for me because yeah. the moment I started seeking that out, my life transformed immediately. And and people helped me through that journey as well, right? I've paid for coaches, I've paid for mentors. I've also just had great coaches mm-hmm. and mentors, but not until I was late in my 30s. No one showed up until I actually reached out. A lot of people think a great mentor is gonna show up and they're gonna be like, I see something in you and they're gonna grow <laughs> you to great. And it's like all the Rocky movies, you yeah. know what I mean? I- I think too, and something to be mindful of is like a good mentor is not going to talk to you or preach to you. He's going to, he or she's going to ask the questions and -hmm. draw it out of you. They're going to listen and ask the questions and draw it out of you. And they're going to be uniquely dedicated to doing that. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm saying like, if you can't fully solidify it on your own or see it, it still feels a little blurry and people around you are giving you pieces of the puzzle, Mm -hmm. but it's still not like last, last night or the night before when we took time, I happen mm-hmm. to be a friend and partially a mentor to you, mm-hmm. where I'm dedicated to helping you find that. I have more of a tool set to do that. Yeah, Find someone like that in your life yeah. where they will draw out what is uniquely that it is that you want. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the easiest way to say it. I, and I, I think another way too is like, say you say you can't get a mentor, for what, that's an excuse. You can find a mentor, but also it's good to self-evaluate so I, I think of like seven habits of highly effective people like mm. how do you want to be remembered at you yeah, when you die? like start asking those questions and writing those things down how do you want to be remembered yeah what do you want to be remembered for what would you like to achieve in life what yeah. would you like out of life what's important to you if money wasn't an, uh, an object or a thing that you needed what would you do with your time asking yeah. those kind of questions I think, and like, hey, what do I enjoy doing? What yeah. uh, gifts and talents do I feel well, like I what have? What are your sacred gifts? Exactly. And right. asking those kind of questions will help derive you to like, oh, wow, this is yeah, this is what I'm about. It and, all starts shaping the picture. Yeah. 100%. And I like that, again, the questions are going to start the process. Mm-hmm. And the questions of, and, and you, you said it really well, what do I want to be remembered for? Or how do I want to be remembered? Uh, another one is how 
uh, do I want people to feel when they're around? That's me? a good question. Yeah. yeah, that's a good question. So we go into the realm, and this is a whole different podcast of what's called your personal brand. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have brand mixed up too. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we assume that we develop the brand and we market the brand. It has a logo and all this uh-huh. cool stuff, right? Yeah. Great swag. Hey, cool brand, man. Which you do, by the way. I yeah, love the Growth Circle yeah, podcast. So it's dope. It's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just small, <laughs> shameless plug. Um, at the end of the day, what a brand is in its essence is the way people or the world perceives you. And probably how they feel about you. I would, I would add that per- too. Percep- uh, yeah, part of perception, perception is yeah. feeling, thinking. And their experience of you yeah. without you having any control over that, right? Think about that. When someone meets Dane or meets Jake, what they walk away thinking, feeling, or having experienced is our brand. Yeah. Isn't that wild? I, I feel like that's probably more a more powerful question than most of the questions. Is like, how do I want people to feel yeah. when they right. have been with me or around me or whatever? Yeah. Well, you And well, you address that. Yeah. In your vision, in your mission... We deliver phenomenal customer service experience by, and you started going it by smiling, by going above and beyond, by going, mm. because you're trying to create a way that they feel. Yes. Yes. Right. And that's yeah. not measurable in the sense of checkbox. They feel great. Yeah. You find that out later when they give you a five-star review or not. Yeah. Right. But you are creating the space for that thing to happen, for them to feel that way or think that way about you. You just so happen to have how many five-star reviews? Uh, I think 300 and something, which crap. is not a lot in the grand scheme of things, but yeah. in our area for pest control, that's pretty good. It's almost unheard of Yeah, because yeah. you are a master at making people feel like you wanted them to feel. And mm-hmm. your technician who serviced my house, I was like, dang, I feel warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, he left me with an incredible feeling. Your brand in my eyes, knowing nothing about how you operate your business, your finances, you as an owner, I was like, that's a strong brand. Yeah. I felt that, right? Now imagine when you solidify that with your your vision with your team every day, yeah. your mission and how you show up and how they go out into the world and the culture you're building. Yeah. Right? We talk a lot about building wealth using real estate and that includes having the right mortgage. Tatiana with Movement Mortgage is a local lender who is experienced in new construction, investment properties, and primary home needs as well. With the expedited underwriting of Movement Mortgage and Tatiana's experience, you can be approved in as little as 10 days. Call or email her for your mortgage needs. Hey, Growth Circle listeners, what are you currently doing to generate more leads, sales, and exposure for your business? Hopefully, it is digital marketing. If you haven't got started in the digital world, check out our friends at Primate Digital. They offer everything you need to get your business to thrive online, from web development and online advertising to social media management and filming. They work closely with you to understand your unique goals and create a custom plan that will help you achieve them. And to all of our Growth Circle listeners, they are giving $100 off for the first three months. So just go to primate, P-R-I-M-A-T-E dash digital dot com forward slash growth and schedule a free consultation to get started. I personally use them. They're fantastic. Primate Digital. Okay, so just to kind of recap... In order to create a vision, you need to kind of start looking inwards, asking the right questions, uh, getting feedback from those you trust, um, and then what would be next, Dane? Yeah, uh, and again, some of that's friends and family, and then you take it to the next level. uh, More of someone you see as a mentor or you you hope to aspire to, Mm -hmm. and you ask them for some of their time, or maybe you pay them. If if there's someone that really calls out to you, you pay Mm -hmm. them for their time, and they help you develop this. The key to this is finding people that don't have their own agenda. Yeah. It can't be about the coach or the mentor or or someone else. They truly have to take on a neutral they have to be Switzerland, okay? <laughs> and they and they they have to be there with a the heart of a servant to say, "I am here for this person to find out what this is for them." Mm-hmm. Because I don't have the answer for you. I've discovered I don't have the answer for many people but I will help them figure out the answer for themselves. Mm-hmm. And you want a coach or friends or family to be on board with that, mm-hmm. right? 
because that makes all the difference. It can't be about their agenda, their viewpoints on life or anything, what their definitions of success are to really uniquely help someone find that. It has to be about the person, which is very hard to do by the way. Yeah. So, um, and essentially really what the, the main function of a strong vision does is it eliminates distraction. And we live with more distraction than we have ever had on this planet. Mm-hmm. It is in the airwaves, right? Cell phone towers, cell phones in your hand, people needing your time, people on social media, whatever it is. The Netflix shows that you can't stop binging. Yeah. Right? <laughs> There's so much distraction. If you can turn it off, all of a sudden your mind will be flooded with inspiration and ideas. It's the weirdest experience. Have you ever done a fast, Jake? Yeah. Okay, and and typically that's a food fast. Mm -hmm. You go without food and your body does a bunch of weird things. Sometimes it feels good, sometimes Mm -hmm. it feels bad. But at the end of the day, a fast is about committing to something and taking control over a process or yourself and your Mm -hmm. eating habits or if it's for spiritual purposes to connect you with something. Mm -hmm. Have you ever done a social media fast or a distraction fast? Um, I haven't, my wife has, and she talks about how beneficial it has been or was. Yeah. Yeah. This year for the first time in my life, I did a 21 day, let's say spiritual, uh, distraction fast. Mm-hmm. I eliminated, eliminated everything in my life. That was a distraction for 21 days, including food. I That's went down you to stop talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> that was that 21 days. Right. Thing. <laughs> it was, it was probably one of the most profound experiences I've ever had because I also eliminated food. I ate one meal a day. That's it. One meal a day. And I eliminated my phone, social media, every single thing. And all of a sudden I had time Mm. and I had clarity of thought and focus like I've never had before. And my habits naturally adapted to more positive habits just by eliminating distractions. Yeah. My relationships were better. My, my, uh, communication, with my wife and people like I would actually answer the phone when my dad called and he drives me nuts half the time. I was like, dad, let's talk. And he's like, Whoa, I caught you. I was like, you sure did. And you're about to get a long lengthy conversation, (laughs) you know, and he's usually the one that talks my ear off. But even he at the end was like, well, I gotta go. It's like, that's right. (laughs) So I want to talk about how powerful a vision can help you say no to the wrong things and eliminate the distractions, but it's not a struggle. It's empowering. When you mm-hmm. said no the other day, oh, was it a struggle or did no, it feel amazing? It was so empowering. Yeah. Like, and, and I, I haven't realized like, cause you know, hear people talk about, you know, the power of no and like, yeah. no is a powerful, it is a powerful word it is. and it is an awesome word. Yeah. But when it's attached to like your vision and you say no, because it doesn't align with your vision, it's even more powerful. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's because it's allowing you to take your power back. Mm-hmm. Four Agreements, Don Miguel Ruiz, one of the simplest little spiritual guidebooks I've ever read when I was in my young 20s, talked about every time you can say no to something that isn't good for you, you take your power back or a relationship that's not good for you or a habit that's not good for you. And when your power comes back to you, you thrive with energy. Yeah. So what a vision does is help you eliminate all the things you don't want or directions that you don't want to take and takes your power back to press forward to where you actually want to go or where you vibe with the most. Yeah. Synergy. Yeah. Right? So I just, I love this podcast. I love that the work we're doing among ourselves and friends and other businesses we work with, we're seeing the transformational power of vision right now, even in a world of high interest rates and chaos and we're in real estate, but it's been actually profound to, yeah. to see the yeah, difference. Yeah, because not only does it do all the things you've mentioned, you know, clarity, uh, eliminates mm-hmm. distractions, but it brings you peace. Oh yeah. I love that. Dude. It's like, I don't know. It's just because it just brings you peace. Yeah. yeah. Some inner peace. It's yeah. pretty awesome. I kind of think of like a judo, uh, a judo, <laughs> a jujitsu master. Yeah. Just sitting there and he's just so in his strength, uh-huh. but he's calm, you know, uh-huh. and he knows he's like mastered himself or uh-huh. I can just see this yeah. powerful presence. And that's what I think a vision is almost yeah. like just standing there. totally yoked but calm (laughs) calm. and knowing your path forward yeah it's amazing i one last thing i would like to say before we conclude this uh podcast episode is i think there's some tactics you can do to also help make your vision because 
one thing we learned from two second lean is that the you got to cast the vision over and over again, right? Or you got to sell the vision. You got to sell the vision. Yes, right? you do. So there's some things you could probably do. Like one could be create a vision board of the thing you're trying to do. So you Without have a, a doubt. Visual to look at. Yeah. Uh, that's maybe, a classic. Maybe visualize or meditate on that thing. Yeah. Maybe definitely. read it frequently. Uh huh. And maybe, and when you read it, don't just read it, declare it. Oh yeah, love it. Uh, share it. Yes, um, by selling. That's what I mean by yeah, selling. You yeah. you sell it to everyone. You sell it to your family. Yeah. You sell it to yourself every day, right? You yeah, sell it to everyone around you. Don't keep it in the dark, like you said. Like let's get it out. Yeah, it's like a birthday wish. Yeah. If you don't tell anyone, how are you gonna get it? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, and the last point I want to make is why do top top athletes perform at such a high level? Because they constantly. This is my guess. Right? Okay, I, I'm no expert, but. I think they constantly focus and visualize the thing that they want to achieve. Yeah. Are they the best runners in the world or the best tennis players? No. Weirdly enough, they are the best visualizers in the world. And by having such a strong vision of what they want to accomplish, they are also the best distraction eliminators on the planet. Yeah, that's powerful. It's like, it's just hyper focus. It is. Yeah. With purpose. Awesome. Well, hopefully you guys found this episode valuable. I know it was valuable for me to even re go over it and to share my vision with you guys. And, uh, Dane is just awesome at, uh, talking about this stuff and bringing it out of you. Um, if you found value in this episode, please share it with somebody, uh, that you feel like could use it. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, subscribe, do, do all those things, <laughs> do, help us out. Do all the stuff. We're, we're poor podcasters, so please help us out. <laughs> it has been great, Jake. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for tuning in to the Growth Circle Podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please share it with someone that might benefit. So together, we might influence transformational growth.